Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend and co-host, Adam Conradi, and we're headed into week three of the high school football season in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, specifically the 859 region. Adam, how are you doing this week? We had a couple of classic games uh, in week two that we're going to talk about that uh, that told us told us a lot. We had a lot, a lot to talk about, definitely, with the results, but uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well, doing very well. Another uh, exciting week of high school football, and we're uh, two weeks into the season, starting to see how uh, some teams are really starting to pan out and uh, trying to getting a better idea of how uh, the season's going to go. Definitely. So let's jump right into it. So to start things off, Walton Verona getting a 14 to nothing win over Holy Cross. A, definitely just a grind uh, grind out win. Adam, was that game, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I don't have this, but uh, was that game 0-0 at halftime? Or obviously it was very low scoring. If 14 to nothing, that's just two touchdowns, uh, just two plays separate the uh, two teams. But uh, I believe Walton scored once in the first half and once in the second half, but I'm not completely positive on that one. There were a lot of games going on at once. But uh, yeah, Walton pretty much seemed to be in control of that entire game. Their defense looked great. Holy Cross has not looked great through two games this year. Uh, I've heard they do not have that many players on the team, so not a lot of depth. A lot of players playing both ways, going to have tired legs for them. So, yeah, Walton Verona getting another, getting another win. Congrats to them. They're in our uh, top ten this week. At, uh, what number? Eight. Eight. Yep, coming in at number eight. So, uh, Walton Verona definitely – rising up there. I have it up right now. Uh, Walton, it was 0-0 at half. Walton scored with 4.43 left in the third, and then they scored uh, with 3.47 left to play in the game to go up 14 nothing. So uh, just a couple of touchdowns in the second half, but spaced out. So it wasn't like a, a situation where Walton got the momentum and then uh, kind of ran away with it. But uh, yeah, like you said, Holy Cross, uh, Definitely would like to improve after these first two games, but uh, Ben Teep scoring a touchdown for Walton Verona and then Jackson Smith throwing a touchdown as well to Max Montgomery. Uh, so Bearcats coming away with a victory. Next up, Ryle, another grinding win. Uh, Ryle over Connor, 21-7. to seven. Uh, uh, Ryle scoring 21 points in the first two games. Logan v going 11 of 19, two touchdowns, one interception, 99 yards total. Uh, Jace Harden, 137 yards on the ground, no touchdowns, though. Uh, v did get a touchdown on the ground. And Caden Gardner doing making plays again, getting two touchdown receptions, uh, 62 yards as well. Adam, that was a, a big way for Ryle to respond. But Connor, uh, it, they held on tight. They held on for sure. Uh and kept it close. I mean, again, it's another two possession game. That's really again. Obviously, the scores has is separates it, but two possessions isn't that 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 much. So for uh for Ryle, obviously a big win. But what are your takeaways from that game? Yeah, on on paper, this was a two possession game. Uh, Ryle took the lead with three forty seven to go in the first half uh, on the on a V-Rex touchdown pass to Caden Gardner to put him up six zero, and the extra point was no good. Then Connor actually took the lead with four minutes and 50 seconds left in the third quarter uh, with a touchdown run. So they were up seven to six going into the fourth quarter. And then Ryle retook the lead 
with 520 left on a V-Racks touchdown run and then added another touchdown to put them up to two scores with two minutes left on another touchdown pass to Caden Gardner. So Connor was in this game until mid, uh, two minutes left in the game is when they went down two possessions. So it it's a two-score two loss on paper, but Connor really hung in there and showed some fight against a very, very solid Ryle team this year. So I wouldn't write off the Cougars just yet. Yeah, it feels like it, it feels like you never write off the Cougars for the past couple of years, especially I mean, since we started eight five not insider, it feels like Connor has always just been a really tough opponent, no matter what. You, you know, last year they definitely had um you know all the pieces together, but they, they were playing really good teams in their district and they still hung hang yeah, they still hung tough with a tough schedule. Moving on, Woodford County 43, Campbell County 13. Uh, according to KHSA.com, Woodford County, Jasper Johnson went three of three for 113 yards in the air and three touchdowns. I, I, I the QBR has got to be insane, but if that's, if that's the case, then I need to watch the highlights because <laughs> wow. Uh, but Campbell County falling to one in one uh, a, a big win to start the year and then kind of a um, big a 30 point defeat to follow that up but then Campbell County has a huge game against Highlands we'll talk about Highlands in a little bit but um, yeah Campbells have a good chance to bounce back that's definitely a uh, a game that they're gonna want to win at home um, but it's gonna be a good game between the Camels and the Bluebirds could be a, a statement win for both teams or either team sorry Next up is uh, Dayton beating Pendleton County 52-12. to uh, The Green Devils coming away with a big win and Pendleton County falling to 0-2. Uh, Dayton started the year with a 28-18 to loss to Brosser, but the 40-point win over Pendleton County to uh, bounce back. Uh, they're riding a little high on the, uh, on the way to playing Western Hills. They travel to Western Hills uh, this upcoming Friday. But yeah, big win for the Green Devils again. Landon Hopper with 243 yards on 11 rushing attempts, three touchdowns. We're going to talk about him in a little bit too when we go over some uh, key stat leaders across the region. But Dayton, 1-1, one one, big win for them. Moving along, Beachwood just continuing a great start to the season. They defeated Paintsville 46-7. to Adam, I... I this team is so good. They, they two commanding wins. Uh, the pat the first two weeks of the season, they have a game against Somerset away, and then they play Simon Kenton at home. And we were talking before the podcast. Simon Kenton, that game is going to be so great. Uh, definitely a can't miss matchup in Fort Mitchell. But uh, what it, I mean, Mitchell Burgers, the, the story of the region so far obviously as well as the uh, Antonio Robinson coming to the uh, area and playing but um I mean Mitchell Berger has just been phenomenal for Beachwood what Adam what are your thoughts on uh Tigers yeah as you mentioned Mitchell Berger just looks like a man amongst boys so far this season 371 yards on 39 carries and six touchdowns to go along with that he just cannot be stopped averaging over 150 yards per game to start the year and now they bring in Antonio Robinson uh, this past week for his Beachwood debut. And he had a quiet two touchdowns, one rushing and one receiving. So as he gets more comfortable in that offense and Mitchell Berger settles in and freshman quarterback Cash Harney's starting to 
look better and better each week. I mean, the sky's the limit for this Beachwood team. Definitely. I mean, when you when you have a freshman quarterback in general and you have a dominating performances like that, you know, you know you're you're gonna be fine. But then, you know, you think about just the players that Hardy has. I mean, he's got Antonio Robinson, he's got Mitchell Berger. Uh, it just it's 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 gonna be really interesting to see when they play some of the local competition. They play Simon Kenton, Covcath. The coming their stretch coming up is Simon Kenton, Covcath, and Dixie Heights in that order before finishing with Holy Cross, Lloyd, Newport, and then Newport Central Catholic. So a huge stretch of three games. And I think before the season, we would have predicted that they were to, were probably going to, you know, we would have predicted maybe losing one of those games. But after the first two weeks, who's to say that they don't just roll through that part of their schedule? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? They could uh, run the table again this year. Well, speaking of teams that have run the table so far, Simon Kenton, 42, Highlands, 40, a classic in Fort Thomas. Uh, Chase Crone going 7 of 15, 51 yards in the air. Two touchdowns, though, but he added 155 yards on the ground and scored two touchdowns. Caleb Blyer adding 105 yards on the ground and two touchdowns himself. Uh, Just a big-time performance, a clutch performance from the Pioneers to steal a win from Highlands, uh, a, a big, a big away win too for, uh, you know, Highlands again for Highlands, Brody Benke went 19 of 38 throwing 187 yards and two interceptions, one touchdown. Uh, he did add, have two touchdowns on the ground. So, uh, he, he, he's doing, he, he can do it both ways. It's just a matter of limiting those turnovers, I guess. Um, but nonetheless, Highlands falling by two points at home. Uh, after after a big loss to start the year against South Warren, um, albeit a very good South Warren team, Highlands wanted to win that game desperately in order to kind of just steer the ship and go straight ahead. But uh, a tough loss to a really good Simon T- Kenton team that uh, we've been talking about a lot throughout the year so far. Uh, but for Highlands, a chance to bounce back at Campbell County this upcoming weekend before they play Raceland and then Ryle, Dixie, and then Connor. Uh, but Adam, uh, let's. Uh, I want to talk about both teams, but let's start with Highlands. Uh, what does Highlands have to do in order to kind of uh, steady the ship? Because again, they're zero and two. This weekend is. I don't. I don't want to say a must win because uh, I don't know. You know, it is kind of tacky. But uh, it, this this upcoming weekend is a or this upcoming Friday is pretty important uh, for the Bluebirds. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Highlands did show a lot of fight against SK. They were down 21-20 at the half, and then SK went up 35-20 after the fourth quarter. And then Highlands put up 20 points in the fourth quarter, but it just wasn't enough. They couldn't hold off SK, 42-40. But final, so 20 points in their last quarter played. If they can build on that momentum and keep it going into Campbell County this week, they can really start to turn the ship around and get this season back on track. And then they have Raceland at home. And then September 16th at Ryle is going to be a tough one. If they can pull off that win, get to three and two at that point, then Highlands will be right on the right track. They showed a lot of good signs in this game. And I mean, their offense is, was starting to click towards the end of, end of it, but it was very similar to uh, the first week of the season in South Warren. You just really got to limit the turnovers, limit the mistakes. I know it's early in the season, but you really got to start cutting down on that because that's going to be the difference against really good teams like Simon Kenton. Yep. It's going to be a very good game against the camels. We'll definitely keep our eyes peeled on that. But for Simon Kenton, 
uh, moved to two and zero. They had a huge win over Oldham County to start the year, and then obviously another big win over Highlands. They have their home opener against Southwestern, who is also two and zero. They started the season with a twenty seven nineteen win over Madison Southern, and then defeated West Jessman fifty nine to twenty. It's going to be a good game, obviously. Southwestern. Southwestern beat Simon Kenton last year sixty two to thirty three. So obviously Simon Kenton's going to want to get a little bit of revenge on that, but um, the pioneers, again, their home opener is this, uh, this Saturday actually at 6 PM, but Adam, we, 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 we knew Simon Kenton had something going on the offensive side of the ball last year. It was just a matter of their defense. And now it seems like, although they gave up 40 points to Highlands, uh, a good Highlands team, albeit, um, so far, so good. I mean, this is going to be a big test against a good Southwestern team, and then they play Beachwood, which will be another huge test. But uh, wh- what do you what do you think of the Pioneers so far, and it, wh- I, what do they have to do to keep it going? Yeah, I mean, great start to the season for the Pioneers, as you mentioned, two and zero with two great wins. And this past week, they played without their starting running back, Jaden Lawson, and they still rushed for three hundred and forty six yards in Fort Thomas. So. They were playing without their senior star running back, Jaden Lawson, and still ran for over 300 yards. So this Simon Kenton running game is going to be a very, very big story this year and something to watch out for. If they can keep that going, they can beat pretty much anybody. If if you're running the ball and you can't be stopped, that's how you control time of possession. And, I mean, they can keep doing that. We'll, we'll see what happens. See what they can do against Beachwood on September 9th. Yeah, that Beachwood SK game is definitely circled, uh, definitely circled in my calendar. Uh, moving on, Newport Central Catholic with a big nineteen to six win over Holmes. I say big in that it's always a close game between the two. It's always low scoring and NCC coming out on top. Colton Smith tossing eighteen of sixteen, one hundred fifteen yards, at one touchdown, one interception. Demetric Welch getting it done on the ground, 70 yards and a touchdown, uh, also catching a touchdown. So he obviously played a, a big role in NCC's win. CJ Gavin adding eight tackles, Colton Smith adding seven tackles, and Demetric Welch adding six. Uh, NCC, again, big win. They level up their record to 500, and then they play Roger Bacon, a team out of Ohio, uh, this upcoming Friday in away game. Um, fun fact, I've played at Roger Bacon Stadium in fourth grade. So, haha. <laughs> but uh, Holmes dropping to one and one. Uh, they play Boone County next. And I mean, that's going to that's gonna be a close game. It's going to be a pretty fun game. But um, again, uh, NCC 19, Holmes 6. Lloyd bouncing back from a, a, a gut-wrenching loss to Dixie. They defeated Grant County 47 to 20. Uh, Adam Lloyd kind of surprising us lloyd's pretty good this year i really really uh really impressed so far with how lloyd has come out and started the season uh, a bunch of guys getting the ball too they spread the ball on the ground um i mean multiple people with double digit rushing yards at uh, all on single digit carries so uh nishan goldsby or nishan goldsby sorry for butchering that uh 70 yards on the ground John Krim with 63 yards, two rushes, and he added a touchdown. But uh, Adam, juggernauts are looking good, huh? Yeah, Lloyd looks like a young team that's just going to get better and better throughout the season. Uh, as we mentioned, 
that loss to Dixie last week showed a lot of good signs for the Lloyd juggernauts and they just rolled into this week and absolutely dominated the Grant County team on the road. So they got a big game coming up this week against Providence from Indiana. And then, as you mentioned, Boone County at home, uh, that should be a fun one. Lloyd, Lloyd's a team to watch this year. It's definitely going to be a fun team to watch. And uh, speaking of fun teams to watch, Cooper and Dixie, uh, what a battle at Dixie Heights. Cooper coming out on top, 41 to 36. Uh, just, a, I mean, a, a back and forth game. Cooper bouncing back from a season opening loss to GRC, but a, a big win for the Jags. Quarterback Cam O'Hara with three touchdown passes, only through one interception. Eli White, again, talking about getting it done on the ground, 215 yards, three touchdowns. Jack Loniker, 26 total tackles. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Austin Alexander also adding 18 tackles himself, 10 solo tackles. That's, I mean, Cooper's defense. Uh, I, I mean, the Jacks got it done. They had to get it done, but uh, they get another big a big game this week against Ryle Adam. Uh, what are your thoughts from that? Uh, get, I mean, a, again, a classic game happening at Dixie Heights. Yeah, so Cooper went up 21 zip early in this one in the second quarter, and then it seemed like the brakes started to fall off on the defense a little bit. The, it was 28 Cooper. 28-15 Cooper at halftime, and then Dixie was able to cut it 28-22 right at the beginning of the second half. Uh, so, I don't know. Cooper's defense on paper should be one of the best defenses in Northern Kentucky, and it, I don't think they're performing up to standard this year, and that, that is a little bit of a concern for me. Uh, but Cooper's offense has looked – they looked absolutely fantastic in this game. It seemed like Cam O'Hara's coming out party in this game. Three touchdowns, 194 yards. Eli White White ran for 215 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. So their offense is really starting to come into gear. If they can get their defense going as well, then Cooper can really make some noise in 5A this year. They just need to get it all going at the same time. And a tough loss for Dixie as well. I mean, to 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 call their way back and um, almost almost pull off the uh, the comeback. Um, definitely a tough pill to swallow, but they play Connor next. They travel to Hebron for that one. Uh, that, uh, that'll be a big game, a big uh, test for the Colonels and the Cougars for that matter. Uh, next up, Ludlow defeating Lachlan from Ohio, 46 to 21. Uh, the Panthers are 2-0, and and they're letting us know on the Instagram comments for sure. Uh, Jackson Rice, 10 rush attempts, 148 yards, two touchdowns. Damon Aness with 104 yards himself and two touchdowns. And then Jalen Bridges also adding a touchdown himself. Uh, 369 rushing yards total. Uh, just, and I mean, they allowed 65 yards on the ground and then on, only 148 yards through the air. So just a good performance from the Panthers. Uh, Metcalf County defeating Bellevue 42 nothing. And then Switzerland County defeated Gallatin County 21 to 8. Both Bellevue and Gallatin County moving to 0 and 2. Last last game from uh, week two in the eight five nine Boone County with the fourteen to thirteen win over Scott it was it was weird the uh, electric at some point three of the lights went out and then the electric box was smoking I believe so they had to move the game or finish the game on Saturday but the Rebels coming out with the win over Scott fourteen to thirteen again talking about don't look now but the Rebels are two and zero. Uh, Jamarian Hawker, four of nine with 93 yards and a touchdown. Also adding 32 yards on the ground and a score himself. And then Tyler Whipple with the touchdown catch. It was a 57-yard uh, score. 
Scott falling to 0-2 after a week one loss to Walton Verona. But uh, Adam, big win for the Rebels. Yeah, yeah. As you said, don't look now, but the Rebels are 2-0. They have a, they're at Holmes this coming week, and then they're at Lloyd's. So two big road games against Northern Kentucky opponents coming up. If they can, they can get a couple of wins there, uh, Boone County, I mean, we'll see what happens. Great start to the year. 14-13, gutsy win lasting two days of, uh, for the game. I mean, that, that can't be easy having to sleep on the game, uh, having to sleep on half the game for one night and then waking up at 10 AM and restarting. That's never easy. So uh, shout out to the rebels. They have three winnable games coming up, but also three, uh, three games that are going to be very competitive. Uh, they, I mean, I can see pick a record out of the hat one and two, two and one, three and oh, oh, and three any any of them it, it, they it's going to be interesting to see uh how they end up after their game uh three weeks from now against walton verona see where their kind of record stands and of course uh last but certainly not least just a quick mention because we mentioned them on the last episode of the podcast because they caught it when we were recording newport seven bishop brossert zero uh newport will take on pendleton county to, for a chance to go two and one and then bishop brossert falls to one and, or excuse yeah one and one sorry uh adam do you want to run through some of the uh, stat leaders real quick and then we'll uh just run through some of the big games for this upcoming week and then we'll wrap things up uh yes but we did miss one game uh, on saturday covcath won over uh pikeville in the pike county bowl 27 to 19 so covcath picked up their first win of the season evan pitzer I... had a very very solid game for covcath in that one 13 of 18 for 139 yards and a touchdown so the Colonels are on the board with the win. Uh, as we said, that game last week against Elder, Elder's a very, very good team. Losing to a team like that didn't really mean much. So they got Lexcath this coming week at Lexcath. That's going to be a tough one. That, that'll oh, be a yeah. Test for the Colonels coming up. Oh yeah, that and I knew I I knew I was forgetting uh, uh yeah. forgetting something, and I, I was like, there's it definitely is one of the. I mean, it's CovCath. It's, I mean, one of the biggest programs in the region. So, uh, I mean, CovCath is going to be so exciting. And I think, I think Pitzer is a great quarterback. And I'm really excited for that September 16th matchup uh, against Beachwood at the uh, Colonel's house. Uh, Adam, do you want to roll through the uh, stat leaders real quick? Uh, yeah. So for the passing yards leaders in Northern Kentucky, Logan Virax from Ryle is at the top of the list at 327 yards, followed by Evan Pitzer from Covcath at 307. Then Colton Smith from Newcath, 281. Cam O'Hara, freshman from Cooper, 271. Brody Banky from Highlands with 271 as well. Nathan Smith from Campbell County with 270 followed by Cash Harney with 231 from Beachwood and Chase Crone from Simon Kenton, 215. Uh, for the touchdowns, Chase Crone leads in passing touchdowns with four, followed by Virax, O'Hara, Pitzer, Cash Harney, Brody Banky, and Jamarian Hawker from Boone County with three. Rushing yards, uh, Landon Hopper from Dayton, as you mentioned him earlier in the podcast, uh, 411 yards on 36 attempts, so averaging two, over 200 yards a game through two games this season. I don't care who you're playing against. That is impressive. Uh, followed closely by Mitchell Berger with 371 yards from Beachwood on 39 carries. He's absolutely torching defenses right now. He's just been uh, a machine. Yeah. Uh, our third 300-yard rusher in Northern Kentucky through two games this year, Jackson Rice from Ludlow on 27 carries. 
Then Benny Hill from Scott with 291 yards. Curtez Hill from Holmes with 286. Eli White from Cooper with 268. And Jace Harden from Ryle with 223. Followed by a quarterback from Campbell County, Nathan Smith, with 210. So he's averaging over 100 yards a game on the ground this year as a quarterback. Very impressive. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Mitchell Berger is leading the leading Northern Kentucky in rushing touchdowns this year with six already through two games, followed by Landon Hopper with five from Dayton. Nathan Smith uh, with four, uh, followed along with Curtis Hill, Jackson Rice from Ludlow, Chris Harward from Walton Verona, all have four touchdowns this year. Uh, receiving yards, uh, we have nine people over 100 yards in Northern Kentucky so far. Caden Gardner leading the way as our only 200-yard receiver through two games this year, 215 yards on 17 receptions. Caden Gardner from Ryle, 215 yards on 17 receptions. He's our only 200-yard receiver through two weeks in Northern Kentucky. Followed by Chase Williams from Simon Kenton with 136. Willie Rodriguez from Cub Calf with 113. Charlie Noon from Highlands with 112. Matthew Landrum from Newcalf with 109. Isaiah Johnson from Cooper with 105, Desmond Davey from Campbell County with 101, and Caleb Dion from Grant County with 101, along with Luke Runyon from Newcastle. Uh, receiving touchdowns leaders, also Caden Gardner, only, only a person in Northern Kentucky with three receiving touchdowns, followed by Chase Williams, Liam McCormick, Austin Alexander, and Carson Class, and Dylan Giffen, all with two, touch, uh, two receiving touchdowns apiece. Oh, scratch that. Caden Gardner and Chase Williams are tied with three touchdowns to lead Northern Kentucky. Uh, the sack leaders on the defensive side of the ball through the first two weeks are Ethan Noonchester from Bellevue uh, sits alone uh, at number one with four sacks so far this year, uh, followed by Luke Zimmerman from Ryle and Xavier Campbell from Beachwood with three sacks apiece. Uh, Austin Schlater has two and a half sacks from Bishop Brossert. James Long from Bellevue, Keegan Rizzo from Bellevue, Logan McNabb from Campbell County, Josh Flood from Cubcalf, Stefan Wills from Holy Cross, and Nick Schaefer from Newcalf, all of two sacks apiece. Uh, then there are only two people with multiple interceptions so far this year, and the, they are Devin Schluter from, Gam from Gallatin County and Jackson Rice from Ludlow. All the stats in Northern Kentucky that uh, – were involved in this, except for Dixie's, because we were missing their stats versus Lloyd. Lots of good stats being put up so far through uh, two weeks in the eight five nine. So let's run through some uh, some of the big games this upcoming week before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, something that I've I mentioned already: Dixie Heights playing at Connor. I think that's just a big game because. Um, we talked a lot of, a lot last week about just statement games. Um, and I, I see one right now, Highlands versus Campbell County, just the opportunity to make a statement. But Dixie and Connor, uh, Dixie wanting to kind of uh, bounce back from a tough loss against Cooper and then Connor wanting to get their first win. I think that's a good one to watch for. I mean, we, we talked about it. Boone County versus Holmes as well is a big one for me, uh, just because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a close game. And, it's exciting to see uh, Boone County potentially go three and zero, but Holmes, uh, Holmes wants to get back to winning ways. But um, and then uh, one of the bigger games this week, Covcath facing Lexington Catholic, just a huge test for the Colonels. Um, another road test for quarterback Evan Pitzer to um, really show what he's made of. So, um, Adam, what what do you think of that game? Lexcath, they have a prolific quarterback, so uh, Covcath's defense going to have to uh, show out, but 
what, what do you think of that Lexington Catholic Cuff-Cath game? Uh, yeah, it should be an interesting one, a good test for Cuff-Cath here early in the season uh, on, on the road at Lex-Cath. Uh, Lex-Cath coming into the, into the game 2-0 and with wins against Ryle, 27-21 in week one, and then this past week, 48-6 over Henry Clay. As you mentioned, their quarterbacks had a solid start to the year. He has 491 yards and eight touchdowns on 21 of 33 passing with zero interceptions. So very, very solid start to the year for him. We'll see if uh, Cuffcath can shut down their passing game. And then another another big game is uh, Cooper versus Ryle, that one happening at Ryle. I was going to say in Union, but I realize that's a battle for Union. So Cooper, the Jags going to Ryle at kickoff at seven o'clock. That's a big one, uh, a big game for both teams. Uh, Adam, any remarks before we go? Very excited for another uh, Friday Friday night football. Uh, should be a fun week. Should be a great week indeed. For Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler. Thank you for listening to the 859 Insider Podcast. We'll see you next time.